creating cultural awareness and understanding. This is Culture Click. Culture Click is written and produced by KQAL FM on the campus of Winona State University. Today on Culture Click, we're talking about the restoration of the Masonic Lodge here in Winona. This historic building has been a part of the Winona community for over a hundred years. The restorations will not only update the building for modern use, but will preserve its rich historic nature. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and you're listening to Culture Click. I'm here with Lee Gundersheimer. He's the Arts and Culture Coordinator for the City of Winona, and he's leading the effort to restore the Masonic Temple here in town. How are you doing today, Lee? I'm good. I'm great. I I, I just want to clarify, I'm one of the people leading the effort. I shouldn't take the full lead. Okay. The uh, uh, Parks and Recs Department in the city um, uh, is, is taking the lead. Oh, okay. I so, work for them, but I'm not. I'm a person involved in the process. So it's kind of a team effort. Then. It's a huge team effort. Yes. Great. And then, so the Masonic Temple. How old of a building are we talking about here? Oh, since the first uh, part of the um, 1900s, I believe it opened before um, 1910, but it might have been as late as it, it was certainly before 1920. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So we're talking a pretty historic building. Here it's in a town. very historic building and it um has a very sort of rich tradition in the in the city. The same architects that built it also uh, built the library. Oh, wow. And so it's an important historic um Minnesota historic um building. Right. What's the what's the major significance of the community? Did it uh, did they hold a lot of community events there? I mean, there were many community for? events, but you know, in the early part of the 20th century, every city almost in America, had a very prominent um, Mason Lodge. It was a very important um, sort of social service organization. And most of the prominent Winonan leaders of the day were Masons. So we're going back to Laird Norton. We're going back to, you know, uh, mayors and city council people. So um, uh, a lot of important um, decisions might have been made in that building, or at Mm -hmm. least by the people that are that were in the building. Wow. Um, and there were community events, but it was a working Masonic Lodge up until the uh, late 1960s, early 1970s, when um, it was sold to the city. It was still a lodge even after that, right up until last year, but it was also then uh, turned over for community events and a lot of performing arts events. Okay. And there was a really rich tradition of um, theater and dance and spoken art and music happening since the 1970s. Cool. Well, it's good to see it opened up to that again, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's been a lot of good stuff already in there. Yeah, yeah. So... um, so about the restoration process, um, were there restoration efforts in the past? And does that yes, um, uh, there were restoration efforts in the past, but there wasn't a full scale. Okay, are we saving the building or not? Effort, okay. and that was really begun in the early two thousands when the roof it, um, began to really have some severe leaks. Okay, and so it was either are we going to take this on or not. Right. And the city sort of collectively decided, yes, this is too important a, a structure and too important a building. Right. So the first phase of the renovation was to stop, to put a new roof, to mm-hmm. stop the leaks and to um, ensure that the interior of the building would be sound. 
Okay. Okay. So then are most of the restorations kind of practical things that keep the building alive or are we looking at some historical stuff here as well? To oh, no, it? both. Um, okay. Absolutely. Um, there, well, the drops themselves is a historic re- restoration project. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there would be no reason to keep them other than the fact that they're a beautiful piece of Winona history. Right. Uh, there aren't going to be a tremendous amount of productions that are going to call for, you know, stage drops. It's sure. a sort of archaic form of, of scenery. But their actual beauty and their importance to the building and their importance um, in theater history were the reasons that, that um, the city decided to keep some of them, yeah. Right. Um, the interior of the building, the walls, and hopefully down the way, you know, the walls are painted with a beautiful Egyptian Masonic motif, and those will be kept. Uh, down the road, we hope to restore the organ, which is a significant yeah. instrument, but also a significant amount of money to um, bring <laughs> into the 21st century. I'm sure. And again, with very limited use, we could have some wonderful organ recitals and some mm-hmm. silent movie playing and some different Ooh. things, but, but how many pipe organs can a city the size of Winona you know, use and keep going. We already right. have quite a few. So if it were the only extant pipe organ in Winona, it would prob- we could probably make more of a case as it, we're talking about $350,000 oh, wow. to bring it into the 21st century right. with digital um, feeds and everything else. It would still be a pipe organ, but it would be so that when you repair it for in the future, you would not be repairing old school stuff. You would be bringing oh. it into this. So, yeah, okay. it's a, it would be a really beautiful thing if we could make that happen. Cool. Yeah, it would. Mm-hmm. It really would. And then going back to those drops you mentioned, you there were 13 drops being restored, right? There are 13 that are being restored at this point. We kept a few more, just oh. a few more of each of. The drops are... are um, uh, have perspective. So each right. one of the scenes had two to three, up to five drops within the scene right. that they were. So um, in, uh, we knew that we could keep 10. Archite- theater architects um, looked at the um, rigging system that is over the stage, mm-hmm. and that was deemed to be too archaic and an actual public hazard. The oh. ropes were hemp. They were fraying. Mm-hmm. There would be no way to restore that rigging and bring it to modern code because the drops were so close together, which is a fire hazard. Okay. Um, so if we were going to keep drops and still use it as a modern performing arts center, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have any fly space. You wouldn't be able to have scenery overhead. Oh. You wouldn't be able to hang as many lights as you would right. want. You also wouldn't be able to put an acoustic shell to cover part of the you know upper area. So if you really wanted orchestras or fine classical music to play, it would be a lot harder for the acoustics to work. Right. So the decision was made by the city council to compromise and to keep some of the drops so that part of the historic um, uh, building was intact, but to also devote some of the fly space or a good deal of the fly space to modern use so we could have a fully functioning performing arts center. Okay, that's great. Mm -hmm. Um, How about the... The decisions to keep the drops, how did we decide uh, which ones to keep and which ones not to we keep? We just flipped a coin. 
No. no. <laughs> we, um, there were nine. There were a lot, right? <laughs> yeah, there, there were, were ninety-eight of, of them, and some of them were a little easier to say. I'm not sure this makes a whole lot of sense because they were very specific to Scottish Rite rituals. Okay. So if you knew that the Scottish Rite use was not of prominence, then it was easier to say. I'm not so sure. But the city decided that they would ask the community. So the community was given a chance to come to public input sessions. They were shown um, uh, uh, slides of each of the drops. And the input that we got from the community was that there were two scenes that were most they were most interested in mm-hmm. um, preserving. And each of those scenes had five drops in them. So... We decided that um, the city and the committee decided they would keep the integrity of both of those scenes, but not every single drop in those two scenes. So we could have a little bit of other um, visual representation. For example, there's a really beautiful backdrop of the river. And we thought, you know, we're right on the river. We're a river town. The Mississippi is part of our heart and soul. It's not exactly a mock-up of the Mississippi, but it is a bluff with a river running through it. So it would be hard-pressed to let that huge backdrop of the river go, even though it wasn't an important part of those other two scenes. Right. So those are the compromises that we started to make. Okay. And then is there a way that uh, people can see the drops or? Oh, sure. They're being restored now and we just had a drops open house. We'll have another one um, at the tail end of that process so that folks can see the work that the restorer has done. Mm -hmm. Um, The drops will be used in an upcoming production that's going to happen in the Masonic. So attending that that, um, uh, production, you'll be able to see a great deal of them as part of that production. It'll be happening later in the year, um, spring or, or early summer. And um, you certainly can um, reserve time or make time if you would like to just come by and we can lower some of the drops and have the public take a look at them. Cool. But they will be hung up in the air for as long as the public wants them, um, so they will be available for viewing or use. Nice. So they yeah. will be able to be used, then. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's no point in restoring them for $75,000 right, right. to have them just be artifacts. I suppose. Um what other kinds of restorations are we uh, looking at for the future? The walls will be cleaned. Okay. Um, and the lobby, the um, the there's a beautiful um uh, period lamp, and some of the woodwork in the lobby will be brought to um uh, you know just better condition. Mm-hmm. There's a um Eastern Star Room is the name of the Masonic um office that was there. It has some original woodwork. Okay. that we're looking at uh, making sure is kept in pristine condition. We're taking some of the electrics that were backstage, the old school, they look like something out of Frankenstein. Oh, really? They're very old, um, sort of uh, primitive-seeming electrical circuitry, and those will be brought to the lobby and made as a display. Uh-huh. So um, in in almost every place that the historic integrity of the building can remain, we're keeping. Okay. Uh, we're updating the bathrooms and things like that sure. because, you know, it just makes much more practical sense. Mm-hmm. But the walls, the interior, the woodwork, the railings, the stairways, 
all of those, none of those are being um, in any way diminished. They're keeping the historic okay. integrity. Great. We were just awarded a $375,000 grant from the Historic Society, the Minnesota Historic Society, to do some tuck, tuck work and um, work on the foundation and the brick on the outside of the building. So that will okay. happen too. So it's the restoration is not just on the interior. It's also the exterior. Okay. Okay. What kind of... Uh, what kind of timeline are we looking at for all these restorations? Um, there is no set timeline for the last round or what we hope to be the last round of restoration. Okay. We know that will be somewhere in the vicinity of $1.5 to $2 million oh. to finish everything that we would like. Mm -hmm. Part of that will be decided by the um, decision, the city council decision as to whether the Friendship Center will remain on the first floor or move to a new facility. Okay. If it remains on the first floor, then a shared use study will have to happen to see what's the best way for both the performing arts side and the Friendship Center side commingling in the mm -hmm. different spaces. So we'll do a study to make sure that we're doing the, the right thing in terms of the renovations of both of those areas for that mixed use and then we'll proceed um and secure the funding hopefully to proceed the the most significant next step is the hvac system needs to be okay um, there is no air conditioning in the top two floors of the building oh wow and the first floor the friendship center is not a central it's all small units okay so it's not economical and it's not the most um long-term solution for either of the areas right, right. so okay um where does uh, funding come from how are we uh, getting the money for this <laughs> how much you got <laughs> we're we're literally the funding for the drops restoration was specifically not taxpayer dollars it was private funding okay. but taxpayer dollars in the form of a bond happened for part of the restoration it's possible that an equipment bond or another bond will have to be had to pay for the um, last phase of renovation. And right now it's a very favorable time to be going out for those bonds because the interest rates are so incredibly low. It's almost like just getting a loan with very little interest at all. Okay. So, um, and so the city is able to just take it out of their budget piece by piece by piece mm -hmm. over the 15 to 20 years to pay back the bond. Okay. So, uh, so a $2 million outlay over 20 years is doable. Right. You know, the city can just absorb that as part of their ongoing um, efforts to, you know, make the city um, stronger. Right. So if people want to help out and donate, uh, where can they, how can they go about they doing can, that? They um, can speak to either myself or to Chad Ubel in the Parks Rex Department. We okay. have an account with the Winona um, uh, Community Foundation where you can have a tax-deductible donation given to, and you can earmark that toward Masonic Restoration. Mm -hmm. And um, that's how the, the Drops Restoration effort began and was completed. So um, we certainly welcome any and all contributions. And uh, there is really no amount that's too small because there's so much small and large project work that has to be done. You know, you uh, a donation of $100 can buy us a stage lamp. Okay. You sure. know, so yeah. I mean, there's, there's something that um, any contribution can help. Okay. And then like, what if people want to kind of go beyond that? Is there a way to kind of volunteer? Are there 
you know. Yes, as soon as we as soon as we know how we're going to program the space for the near future, mm-hmm. um, in other words, who's uh, I, it will probably come out of um, my office, but we have to make sure that we aren't. What we will want to do is go out for proposals for a long-term producing organization okay. to take it on and then run with it. It can be an existing not-for-profit in town, or it can be a new business, or it can be any of a number of models. Okay. But until we feel that the space is ready for that, i.e. Mm-hmm. that the improvements have happened, right. we may be running it as the city may be running it as we have in the future, which is just like we rent all of our spaces. You come and you reserve it and then you pay a certain fee and then you can have your production or your event or your activity in there we've already had quite a lot of people coming wanting to use it Mm -hmm. so it's just a question of when we know that we can open the doors and make it safe for them okay so if you kind of want to help out maybe volunteer for one of those oh absolutely yeah or at some point we may be asking for a committee of interested folks to begin a possible capital campaign or okay. some other type of work. So. Okay, cool. So there's lots mm-hmm. of opportunity to help. Oh, yeah, yeah always. Great. Um, do you personally have a favorite part of the restoration or something that's going to be done in the future or something you think is really neat? Uh, I, you know, I... I have a sort of, um, that would be like saying, what's your favorite dessert? Okay. So, so, you know, on a given night, it could be chocolate fudge cake, but on another night it could be banana cream pie. So, um, anything that has to do with the, um, ability for the performing arts aspect of the stage to come back to life is making me really happy. I mean, I do enjoy watching the drops restoration work Mm -hmm. happen, but I'm equally as excited when they start to hang the new stage lights and right. and start to work on that. Um, I'm also very excited for the walls to be brought back to glory, mm-hmm. and I'm I'm really excited by that process. And I would love to work with some the right um, architects and designers to make that lobby really into the potential that it could be. It's mm-hmm. um, it's got a lot of um, very exciting possibilities. Just need some love right now. Right, right. And then you you mentioned before that some of the electronics will be displayed Part of in the, the lobby. lobby display, yeah. That will be cool. It'll be really awesome. They're nice. really interesting to look at. Really fascinating. You can't believe that the entire electrics of that backstage ran with such a primitive circuitry. Uh-huh. I mean, it looks really unsafe by today's standards. Wow. Does it have like the big it levers? It has the and big stuff? levers and those old-fashioned fuses that oh, just wow. you know. So it really looks like Dr. Frank. Frankenstein's, you know, laboratory. Oh, that'll be neat to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I do remember you mentioning uh, uh, the seating also. Uh-huh. There used to be the seating on the sides. Now, that came out. Uh-huh. Is that out permanently? or It's out for now. We're going to keep um, a great deal of it for the um, uh, replacement and or integrity of the balcony seating that okay. will remain. Sure. Um, uh, but really, the um, the new flexible seating that has been brought in to make it um, a flex-use space doesn't allow for those theater seats to be reinstalled. Okay, sure. Once they're in, they have to be there. They're not um, stackable, you know, movable, right. anything else. So right. We wanted the main part of the floor of the space to be flex use. Mm-hmm. So you can have the risers pulled out and it's, it'll feel like a, you know, a traditional theater with risers. Okay. Um, but those can collapse and move to the side and then you can have a banquet or a right. ball dance or oh. something else 
belts on the floor of the space. Nice, so, nice. Yeah. What what would the uh, seating capacity be with these? It new will seats? be about with the balcony and the main floor. It'll be about three hundred and forty seats. Oh wow! Um, uh, if you just use the main floor, it's probably about two eighty. Okay. Um, sure. There, there's close to ninety seats, I think, on the balcony level. Wow. Yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. Lots of, uh, lots of room then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can do. Um, you can have. It, it's a. I would say it's a large, mid-sized theater. Mm-hmm. It's not like Samson here. You know, that can get up to a thousand okay, sure, people. Sure. Or the um, middle school that fell into such disrepair, but the middle school had about uh, fifteen hundred seats. Right. So. Yeah. It's a good size for Winona, though. You know, it, mm-hmm. um, if you have an event in Winona and you sell out with the 340 seats, it's a lot better than feeling half full. Yeah, you know? yeah, definitely. So definitely. What do you see as some of these future uses? I mean, would we see concerts or? Uh... I, I can imagine all types of programming from. Um, bringing the Waylon Jennies back to town okay. or having someone like an Arlo Guthrie or, mm-hmm. you know, just beautiful Amos Lee or, you know, um, Leon Bridges, you know, just a really sort of small mid-sized venue uh, performer brought to town for music. And then uh, in terms of theater, you could do almost any type of production. The only thing you don't have is a lot of side space. So okay. you wouldn't be able to wheel on a lot of extra scenery. Oh, You'd okay. either have to fly it or have it be a unit set. Right. Um, but all types of plays could be done there for sure. And then you could also do film. Um, we'd love nice. that we're talking with a group that is very interested in you know, opening an art house cinema um, within the confines of the building, which would be really cool. Nice. Um, we, I, I would also love for there to be comedy and spoken word. I'd mm-hmm. love for there to be, um, you know, when you bring um, certain types of folks to town, like a Michael Gerson, the commentator from the Washington Post um, to town to talk about public events and what's going on in the community and the society at large. It would be a great speaker's place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, we see all different types of programming happening happening there. Yeah. It does have a kitchen space on the third floor. If we get that renovated, then we can also have events, catered events right from the uh, um uh, you wouldn't have to bring in the food. You could create it there. Okay. And we could use that as a community kitchen, which would be great for some of our smaller food truck vendors and things that are looking for a space to work out of. Sure. So there's a possibility to collaborate in that way, which is sort of not in the realm of the performing arts immediately, but would be really helpful for catering and, and concessions for mm-hmm. certain events. Sure. Um and we have the potential to, at some point, if we get a really interested funder, um, to bring the elevator up to the roof and have a rooftop garden lounge. Oh, up there. wow. So there's tremendous possibility for the yeah. building. Oh, that would be really neat. <laughs> yeah. It's a beautiful view from up there, too. Oh, I bet. Yeah. yeah. The whole view of downtown. Um, would there also be uh, opportunities to kind of rent the space out for Absolutely. events? Okay. Oh, yeah. We did that previous to the renovation and we okay. want that for the yeah no we're wanting all types of events from weddings to you know um Ooh. civic events to um corporate uh you know uh corporate speakers or corporate um convention type events there'd be rooms for small breakouts 
Um, we want classes to be held in there. So we're creating okay. some spaces that will be dressing room that can be move away and become a classroom space. Okay. All sorts of uh, hopes to multi-use the space. Cool, cool. And then I remember uh, it's been used for Midwest Music Fest in mm-hmm. the past. Will that be able to happen again this year? That's exactly what we're trying to get everything spiffed up and ready for. Okay. So they'll cool. be the first group back in, we hope, if all goes well. It's mm-hmm. a construction project, so right. sometimes acts of God step in. and you. But the hope is to have it ready for Midwest Music Fest and then go from there. Okay, great. So what do you think is the major benefit and kind of the importance of restoring this building for the city? Well, it's always nice to to bring back to life something that was important from Winona's past. Sure. But selfishly, um, the city really thinks that a performing arts center um, in the heart of downtown will really help boost the already burgeoning reemergence of downtown okay um when you have the project across the street that's happening from you know um the main square project and um all the new restaurants that are starting to sprout up uh, you know we're going to have two new places to eat within the end of this year and we're hoping more um the shops that are starting to happen on third street we just think this will add the one other component that is vital to the rejuvenations of downtowns that have happened all over the country. Mm-hmm. When you have a working performing arts center, it brings people down for an, yet another reason. Right. And then the shops get people wanting to come in, then the mm-hmm. food vendors start to have a whole nother crowd. And that area that normally just goes dark by about six o'clock yeah. has a whole nother vibrant sort of nightlife and weekend possibility. Cool, cool. And it's nice to have it be a historical yeah. uh, place as well. Mm-hmm. That's great. Um, it's got nice mojo. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, like you were mentioning earlier, the uh, artwork, the Egyptian-style mm-hmm. artwork, um, maybe you want to tell us a little bit about uh, what's the significance of that? Why is it You know, I, we talked to the Masons just the other night about that, and and the best answer is Egyptology was a big deal in the turn of the century. You know, they had just discovered King Tut's tomb and people were being bent. And so that connection to the ancient Mm -hmm. was really sort of reincorporated by a lot of different um, architects and organizations. There wasn't a strong Egyptian tie to the Masons Mm -hmm. for centuries but it became a really sort of cool new decorative motif. Okay. And so they just grabbed it and ran with it. Right, right. And it really is neat. I mean, yeah. I encourage people to get down there and see it if they if they have the chance. Um, if anyone is interested in, in helping out, how can they find out more? You mentioned going to the city's website. Go to the city's website or just email me and I can okay. help, I help guide them. Um, and we'll certainly just take down name and contact information and every time there's an opportunity. You can also um, uh, like the Winona Arts um, Facebook page. It's okay. Winona RTS, so the A is shared. Okay. Um, and if you like that Facebook page and keep um, in touch through the different events that are coming up, the Live at the Levees and the different um, uh, things that are happening. Everything that we do that's cultural and artistic in the city feeds back to the former Masonic at at some point. Oh, wow. So helping out in some ways is Mm -hmm. just creating all of the energy that is needed to convince people to continue the restoration work. 
Okay, great. Now, will there be uh, photos or anything like that on the on the yes. Facebook page? Yes, there already can... are from the last event. Okay. So it's fun to go visit just to see those. Yeah. And then we'll keep updating them as we go along. So you'll get sneak peeks of the different drops as they're getting worked on. Nice. And then um, um, there will also be a big announcement for when that final event will be. Okay. So people can help out and they can also track the uh, progress. Yep. That's great. And then if people are more interested in finding out like more of the history, is there a way they can find out? Is there history um, on the web? Or? There is a little bit of history. We have a, a section on the Masonic Theater for the rental information that goes into a little bit of the history. Okay. But it has a nice Wikipedia page. Oh, okay. So you can just read something, some things about the Masonic Lodge on the Wikipedia page. But you can also contact the Masons. They're happy to talk with, oh. you know, the, the Lodge still exists. They have a new space on 5th. Okay. And and they're more than happy to talk about the history of the building and what you know what the Masons are all about. Okay, so. and I believe they have a Facebook page as well. They do. Don't they? Yep. Okay, mm-hmm. great. So there's lots of opportunities to uh, find out more, find yeah. out the history because it's a rich uh, history. And uh, Mary Farrell, our local documentary mm-hmm. filmmaker, is doing a documentary on the drops restoration oh, cool. project. So I'm sure she will include information about that, okay. um, the history of the building. Sure. There is also a lot of information at the History Center, so the Winona okay. Historical Center. Great, great. Lots of opportunities. Um, is there anything else you think we might want to let people know about it? Something? No, just to, whenever you see your city council people or uh, the mayor or um, Steve Sarvey, the city manager, or Chad Ubel, just say thank you so much for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been a lot easier just to let that building fall in disrepair, knock right. it down, and or sell it. And... Um, uh, I, I think it's really um, ex- an exciting time to live in Winona because people are really thinking about a vibrant future for the for the city. And the fact that arts and culture and, and um, beautiful old um, restoration projects are taking some of that priority is, an, is a really good thing for our community, I think. Definitely, definitely. Well, I've been here with Lee Gundersheimer. He's the arts and culture coordinator for the city, and he's one of a large team leading the effort for uh, restoring the Masonic Temple here in town. So thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks so much for having us, and appreciate all the work that you do. Thanks again to Lee Gundersheimer for joining us today on Culture Click. To see photos and follow the progress of the Masonic Restoration Project, search Winona RTS on Facebook. I'm Bill Stoneberg, and I've been talking to Lee Gundersheimer on Culture Click. Creating cultural awareness and understanding. You've been listening to Culture Click. Support for Culture Click is made possible by the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund. Culture Click is produced by KQAL-FM on the campus of Winona State University. For more information, look us up on the web at kqal.org. And thanks for listening to Culture Click. Do you want to know about all things Winona and the surrounding area? Tune in to Culture Click Thursdays at 1230 right here on 89.5 KQAL. Culture Click is made possible by a grant from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund.